0: welcome to the bumblecast i'm your host ian flynn the bumble king and joining me as always is my bumble co-host kyle jcrb krauss
1: we've made it we're halfway through over halfway through december we're almost to christmas if you're celebrating christmas merry christmas if you're not celebrating christmas then happy december and happy
0: holidays it's it's a literal it's alliterative
1: kyle yeah yeah it's on the cup that makes people mad it's happy happy december happy december what are you talking about well maybe happy holidays if you're celebrating any holidays happy december if you're just celebrating december you know
0: what you're absolutely right i rescind my critique
1: (laughs) happy december happy december ween if you're celebrating homestar runner which you should you absolutely should <laughs> yes how you doing
0: sir well aside from the fact that i'm chagrined that i just stepped in it i'm excited to get through all these questions from our patrons over at <laughs> patreon.com slash bumblecast slash bumblecast and our youtube members
1: don't feel too bad don't feel too bad it's all good let's go ahead and get started with this question from Allison s for both of you you leave your home and find yourself confronted with the death cheese what do you do you have lactate pills if necessary. Uh I'm I'm
0: gonna be victim to the cheddar shredder. <laughs> There's no good way out of this. Uh, what do I do? I wish it was otherwise, but <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I do? Start eating, buddy. Yeah, you're and not gonna cheese for mercy. No, nom 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 like cheese anyway look up sonic and the death cheese do yourselves a favor stop listening to this crap and go listen to a true classic sonic and the death cheese look it up it's glorious thank you instant sonic you are a hero you are the hero we need and deserve maybe someday you will come back it has been like 20 years but maybe someday (laughs) here's one from andrew d in the amy 30th comic Metal Sonic's vision shows Fang's full name as Fang the Hunter, but in Fang's Big Break comic, Eggman seems to get his name wrong. Would the Amy comic be sometime before it, in which case Eggman simply forgot Fang's name? Or is the Amy 30th comic after Sonic Superstars where Eggman knows his full name as Fang the Hunter? I'm assuming it's right before Fang's Big Break, and Eggman simply cannot be bothered to remember, but I wanted to make sure. You are overthinking the joke. (laughs) What? In this fandom, no. Here's one from Antales. Spoilers for IDW Sonic 67. In this issue, Sonic asked Amy if she wanted to go grab dinner. Where'd Sonic take her on their date? Was it someplace romantic? Did they hit up his favorite chili dog stand? Or was it someplace else entirely? I need to know. Who said it was a date? (laughs) Friends go to dinner with each other.
0: They go grab food. They hang out. Ian, don't be like that. No, it's perfectly legitimate. Ian Two friends going out and just grabbing a bite to eat somewhere within the
1: restorations mall. Two friends going yeah. out for going out for dinner. Yeah. Maybe having a little kiss after. You don't know. Two friends can do that. Come on, Ian. You I don't know what friends you have, but Come on, Ian. You know if two people look at each other, they're married, that's how it goes, right? They're not even roommates. <laughs> Only because Sonic doesn't have a home. There you go. Because you ratcon Sonic Labyrinth. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Here's a question from Ava. It's the holiday season now for us and the Sonic's Worldians. Since post-reboot was ended too soon, how do you think Sally and Nicole would have spent the holiday season together as official quote-unquote roommates? How happy are Dr. Elodie and Tim Kerr, I-, I mean, Nigel Acorn, being in-laws now? Can they have a nice holiday party?
0: I mean, if you can convince Elodie to come out of his hovel and uh, socialize again, maybe. King Acorn's going to be just fine with anything, you know? Oh, you make my Sally happy? Smashing good time. Apologies to Tim Curry. Um... <laughs> I think the biggest thing would be, you know, Nicole having to convince Sally that she doesn't work over the holidays, you know, stop, enjoy your time with your friends and your family and just chill out for one day.
1: No, you're not helping with the Christmas cooking.
0: Absolutely not. But (laughs) otherwise,
1: it's good to say, then she starts planning the holiday party. Oh, well, so much for that. (laughs) Also, that is a good point. Why is uh why is our dad British but Sally is not? She inherited her mother's accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Genetics. Right. Right. Makes sense. That's how that works. Here is a question from Babs. Would Metal Sonic be considered a Badnik, a Super Badnik, or something else? I would count him as something else. Like to me, Badniks is a specific
0: class of robots. You know, little doofy-looking Animal or plant themed robots with your odd outliers, and then your super badniks being like the bigger, tougher versions of those and whatnot. I, I think Metal Sonic is just like he's part of the Metal series. He, he is his own thing.
1: He is his own line. I think he's a uh, he's a hyper badnik. No. Oh, I'm trying
0: I mean, I guess they all fall. I guess they all fall under the umbrella of Eggman's
1: robots. Hmm. I mean that's what Tails says. Look at all those Eggman's robots. Mm. Sometimes he's called a Badnik. Has he been? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not uh I don't not in games, but I think he's I think there's been other material where he is sometimes referred to as a Badnik, which I mean Badnik is kind of an umbrella term for any robot made by Eggman. Yeah. So
0: I don't know, it might be a distinction that's still getting hammered
1: out. Mhm. Maybe Here's one from Batman 69 lol. What if Tails followed Amy Rose instead of Sonic? Well, then they're both kind of young
0: kids <laughs> in, in search of a mentor, and she's going to go to Never Like anyway, so he would just kind of be there for the events of Sonic CD. Um, does Metal Sonic grab them both at Collision Chaos? Maybe. Maybe. Does Sonic rescue them both after Stardust Speedway? Maybe. Maybe maybe rescues them at different intervals. After that, maybe they are, you know, the dynamic
1: duo of Sonic's fan club. Both of them chasing him around the world instead of just Amy. <laughs> that might make things a little more palatable with Amy's obsession at the time. Just to make sense. Now we've got a question for you, Kyle. Alrighty. This one comes from
0: Buttered Noodles. Kyle, you have collected all the Krauss emeralds and have achieved super duper Kyle transformation. What do you do first?
1: Take a nap. <laughs> Zen fire missiles. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> wow, we're making a lot of really old internet references today. <laughs> I'm receiving a suggestion from the chat that says tax fraud. <laughs> but I am le tired. Krause <laughs> emeralds. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the, cr- <laughs> the Kraus emeralds are those <laughs> plastic, those fake plastic uh, things you get from uh, with tickets at pizza places with the redemption tickets. It's not a speed. He's using the Kraus emerald to nap. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well.
0: <laughs> it all starts with this. The sequel containing the
1: ultimate power. <laughs> uh it's true. The emeralds from Value Village, you know. They're the, they're the dollar general of Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> Here's a question from Chaos Sonic One. So why do you hate Eggman at Nega? And while he is indeed a bad man, I could see potential in him, but why all the hate for him? I don't like his design. I think he's wholly derivative. He looks like Eggman. He has
0: the same ambitions as Eggman. He has virtually the same characterization as Eggman. He's he's like an AI-generated knockoff Eggman. He's not a good character in any sense. What little good he does bring to the table could be utilized in something wholly new and original
1: and interesting. He's a little boring. He's Actually, no, he's really boring because... You know, he's just literally Eggman. They're, they're, like, he's got a slightly different design sometimes. So, here's a question from DDR Master M. It's time for the most awkward of holiday traditions, being under the mistletoe. How would the following duos of Silver and Espio, Whisper and Tangle, Xena and Starline, and Vector and Vanilla handle it? Silver and Espio
0: are going to each wait for the other one to make a move, which is to say, it's going to be you know
1: summer they're going to be they're going to move in under the mistletoe
0: yeah it, it's <laughs> not gonna happen whisper whisper is you know bashful tangle's gonna grab her by with her tail and pull her in you know sweet straightforward yes xena and starlined is the def, the definition of lol no <laughs> gonna burn you get gonna,
1: <laughs> gonna burn the mistletoe
0: <laughs> vector and vanilla he's going to be like a stammering mess trying to explain away why it's a tradition and how it doesn't really mean anything but it could mean something if she wanted it to mean but he doesn't want to press the issue because she's a strong independent woman who doesn't need no crocodile and i you don't and then she just kind of pulls him in and gives him a peck on the cheek and you know he kind of disintegrates
1: <laughs> how wholesome All right, here's one from Dove. If you were to bring Scratch and Grounder into Modern Sonic as a duo, how might you go about it? Would you keep their adventures up personalities or make them something new? Well, the whole
0: point of bringing in Scratch and Grounder is to bring the characters, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so why wouldn't you bring their
0: personalities with them? Exactly. If they don't bring their personalities, then they're just a cluck and a grounder. And we got tons of O's. Yeah. Uh, The problem is... We already have the semi-functional, hilariously defunctional uh duo of Orbot and Qbot. And Scratch and Grounder don't bring a lot that's different. I mean Scratch is definitely more self-assured and caustic compared to Orbot. And as dense as QBot can be, Grounder is far stupider. <laughs> so it's not exact it's not an exact one-to-one, sure. But the whole thing of the enterprising smart one and the lovably obtuse sidekick it's been done so what do you do with scratch and grounder that doesn't make them redundant that doesn't overshadow or compete with orbot and q uh and to that i don't know like i am not throwing out orbot and q i like them
1: yeah well it's, i don't know maybe the scratch and maybe grounder Sage. are both dumber they're even d- i think they're dumber than uh than q even
0: yeah I don't know, maybe Sage decides to strike out on her own for a little bit and she needs minions. Father has minions. She should have minions. So she just grabs those two out of mothballs and (laughs) operates them and says, perhaps I've made a mistake.
1: (laughs) Well, that's how you learn. Here's a question from E200Paragon. Many people in the Sonic fandom hate your name with a frenzy because they believe you're a disgrace to Sonic's legacy, which is absolutely untrue. Most folks I know who deal with this use the classic sticks and stones mindset, but to some people, if someone says something hurtful about you for long enough, you eventually start to believe it. But you take it with stride, no matter what they throw at you. So my question is this, how do you endure the spectrum of spite you receive every day from the fandom, and what keeps you going as a writer? Uh, it's a few things. Number one, I'm
0: really not new to ridicule. I was on the low end of the social order throughout my entire school career no lasting damage there so i already have a low opinion of myself so when someone says you're a hack i'm like yeah you're probably not wrong the thing is i still get work so (laughs) i must be hacking something right
1: (laughs) i mean i may be a hack but i'm still here <laughs> i have a successful hat. So,
0: number two, it comes with you know the juxtaposition of the other interactions I've had. You know, I have had folks who are just absolutely thrilled to see me at a convention, which is wonderful. I have had the odd person who is like trembling in trepidation and kind of moved to tears to meet me, and that's a bit much. Not to throw them you know any shade, I am deeply touched that they think so highly of me. I am not worth that emotional response. I assure you, but they think that much. And that is incredible. Like it's hard to describe without it making sound like a humble brag, you know, and I'm really not trying to do that. It's if anything, it puts a greater impetus on me to be a better person because they expect that of me, which is terrifying. But (laughs) you know, for someone who, has the lowest of opinions of me. I remember that there's someone who has the exact polar opposite of it, and so the average of that is that I'm a decent human being. Well, I mean, uh, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing, too, is I don't ask no and if one's unsolicited opinion is to just bring shade. It's like, why? What is what moves you to be so vitrolic.
1: And sometimes shade is useful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't need to get too high on myself here.
1: No, I I, I mean like actual shade, like, you know, when it's hot outside, oh. and you want to get into the shade. I mean, that's useful. The kind of shade that doesn't bring heat is what you mean. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: something that's, that has been very, a lesson that's been very hard to learn that has come with a lot of time is learning the nastiness that comes from just bad people, people who have nothing else going for them other than to tear down others. And I don't know if it's jealousy or ignorance or whatever. I'm not going to armchair psychoanalyze people on the internet. That's a waste of time, but you know, it just comes from a place where they want to be mean and those opinions are not worth valuing. You know, an honest critique is something to take in stride. Someone who just wants to tear you down for the sake of tearing you down is, frankly, an asshole. And you don't have to give them the time of day. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i very happy to think you that, <laughs> that you think I take it in stride. You know, there are folks who have been less than encouraging, we'll say. And it gnaws at me a bit. But I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of engaging with them because that's what they want. They want to poke the dog and see it bark and bite, and I am not going to arf or narf at you for your entertainment. That's narf with a G, by the way. <laughs> Good narf. The G is important. Uh, it's it's a lesson I desperately wish I could have taught my younger self, is that they don't really matter. Honest critics, sure. Folks who you know engage with you and your material and they want to have an actual discussion or they want to see you improve and grow. That's different. The folks who have drawn their battle lines over a franchise because that's all they have. That's it's not worth wasting the worry. It's not worth getting angry over pretty much that level of tone deafness is not worth responding to. I know where their fixation is. I know where their priorities lie. And I do not want to engage with that type of person, so I don't. And once you learn to let go of that, it helps a lot. I could do a lot better. (laughs) I'm not trying to pass myself as some kind of zen-like individual. (laughs) Far from it. But I am learning and growing myself, and I will continue to do so until I'm in the dirt, which is frustrating. But, you know, so it goes. Frustrating that you'll be in the dirt? Is that what you mean? (laughs) Now, that's an inevitability. Yeah, yeah. More that I'm just, I'm never going to get this right. I'll just continue to get better. Unless I horribly backslide at some point. That's also an option.
1: Well, you know, Ian, we, we, none of us know what we're doing. We're all just kind of here flailing around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if that makes you feel any better. We're just just—we're just here. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to this next question. This one's from hearts 13 battle Royale, Rick Sanchez variant C one three seven versus every version of Dr. Ivo Eggman robotnik in the known multiverse, including every animated TV series, both American and Japanese OVA counts every comic book series, even the manga and both pre and post reboot the movies, the classic and modern games, even the chaos council and Dr. Nega who wins and how long does the battle last?
0: Rick, and it goes for as long as you have a budget. <laughs> How long I, is that? Mercifully short, I hope. Mm-hmm. I, that That's the shtick, is Rick is unkillable, and all of the Eggmen are built to fail. That is their role in the universe. So, yeah, Rick, and it's going to be unnecessarily violent and gory. But there will probably still be a couple of one-liners in there that crack me up, so... <laughs>
1: Alrighty, Egg yolk everywhere. <laughs> Here's a question from Hero Squad. Do Surgeon Kid have an official height and weight? Not that I'm aware of,
0: but they are comparable to the majority of the Sonic cast. So, about
1: the same height as Sonic and Tails, roughly, then?
0: Yeah. If you use their numbers, I don't think you'd be that far off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except for maybe weight, because their skeletons are literally made of metal, but... <laughs> you know yeah but i i imagine
0: starline used some kind of lightweight alloy so that they could still flip and run and be gymnastic and you know not dragged down by their own internal weight
1: Mm. maybe maybe did he think that far ahead? it was kind of dumb sometimes by which i mean almost all the time but
0: the engineering was perfectly on point
1: the emotional stuff not so much well that's because he (laughs) <laughs> Starline is an emotionally broken man who does not have a good understanding of psychology. But, you know. Here's one from Icon PNG. Do you think Sonic Dream Team changes the canon state of Sonic Shuffle or retcons Knights having a cameo in Sonic Adventure in any way? Nope. Convenient. Here's one from JCR1216. Instead of Sonic getting a new sun, it's silver. Same premise as last time, except how would Amy, Blaze, Lanolin, Whisper, Jewel, Surge, Let's throw a curveball in there and say that he's Silver and Espio's adopted son. How would they react to being called Mom, and how would Espio react to being called Dad too by him? Well, the
0: thing is, you said adopted, but they were long dead before
1: he was born, so I'm not sure how that works out. Uh, Unless... Silver's a time traveler. He could go back to the past, or the present, or whenever. He's
0: born in the present, and then launched into the future, and then he comes back. <laughs>
1: Maybe. Raid
0: Kronos yo-yo. <laughs> Maybe that's what Silver does. He goes through time and steals kids. I mean, if he's Sonic's biological son, I can imagine him going, oh, real glad I didn't kill him. <laughs> Don't really want to investigate the grandfather paradox. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Silver, no. <laughs> so
0: working with the premise that he's the adopted son of Sonic and SPO.
1: No, 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 no. This is Silver and SPO's adopted son. Well, no, he
0: said instead of Sonic getting a new son, it's Silver. So it's Sonic's son. So Silver is
1: Sonic's son. You mean? That's how it's worded. Wait, no, no, no. I don't think so. (laughs) No, I think this is getting Silver. This is replacing Sonic with Silver in the scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic gets it, it. Last time you remember, JCR said. If Sonic had a son, but this time it's if Silver has a son.
0: The syntax is misleading.
1: A little okay, bit. We'll work, with that. work a little, with that.
0: A little bit. Okay, so Silver's got the kid from the future, which, good Lord, how much further in the future are we going to go?
1: <laughs> Maybe. And... Maybe he came back to the past, obviously, because he would have had to come back to the past because any of these, if he calls any of these people mom, then they'd have to have been alive. This is why I hate time travel.
0: Oh, Am <laughs> I even being serious here? Anyway, Silver and SB are dads of
1: Somebody. Trunks the Hedgehog. Uh Shorts the know. Hedgehog. <laughs> Speedo the Hedgehog. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> uh Amy is I don't know, happy for them? You know they obviously at some point have a nice loving family. Good for them.
1: Well, I mean, in They're this just... case, Amy is the adopted. Amy is the mom of Silver's son. Well, that's what wait, the scenario why is. Why is
0: SBO the adoptive? Oh, wait. So S- it's, a, you know, it's part of the
1: SBO is one of the lines. SBO is one of the line. One of the Like it is theoretical. They're not reacting to Silver and SBO's kid they're reacting to their kid with silver all right again (laughs) syntax misleading
0: uh amy her excuse is that she gets hedgehogs confused all the time all right she didn't even know (laughs) no wow no (laughs) no blaze is like a little surprised maybe a trifle disappointed but no wait because sbo is isn't right sorry It is her and Silver, so she's a little surprised. Thought this came a bit early in the relationship, but all right. She trusts him. They're obviously going to have a good kid, and holy crap, his genetics are going to be insane. Like, pyrokinesis through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) This this kid's going to be a nightmare. Like, the power level on this guy's going to be nuts. Uh, Lanolin, same as before. Who? What? When? Where? How? Why? Uh... Whisper, surprised, but you know what? Silver's a good kid. Trust him well enough. Sure, okay. She can work with us. Jewel, largely in the same boat as Lana. I don't think she's even met Silver. <laughs> but you know, between his luster and her sheen, that kid's going to look gorgeous. He's going to be like photoreflective. reflective. going to be able to see him from space. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Fluoride the hedgehog mm-hmm. <laughs> and S- Surge. Uh, mild confusion and disgust.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least she wouldn't like want to murder everybody if it were Sonic's kid. Any well, more than should, mur- murder anybody more than usual. She
0: she'd pull the kid aside and go, "Look, okay, you need to do better than your father. You have to actually kill Sonic." Okay. Yeah. And SBO. Uh, shocked surprised never thought he would make that kind of commitment but well it's there now he's duty bound he'll see this (laughs) through eventually time travel's a
1: problem he has no idea when when how or why this happens so (laughs) all right let's move on to this question here from major bunny more sonic idw issue 67 spoilers now that Duo, Surge, and Kit are part of the Diamond Cutters, it's time for their most stressful mission, mission yet. Keeping their cool for the Restoration's annual company holiday party. How do they do? Also, yes, attending is mandatory. Duo will be fine. He knows how to
0: blend into a crowd. He knows how to schmooze just enough to interact and then just kind of not engage to keep his cover. His stress is going to come from Surge Kit. <laughs> Surge is just gonna be a bad party goer. Like eventually Duo realizes oh their cover is safe. Surge is just a jerk. It doesn't really matter what she says or does, they're just going to assume, oh, she has issues. Many. And Kit Kit's just gonna glare from the corner. You know, he's not gonna engage. He'll be there, and he's not gonna touch that one cup he was given at the start of the party. He's, but he's just gonna like stonewall everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess on that note, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Let's go have our own little holiday party for a minute or less. And then we'll be back with more Bumblecast. We're back. We got our weekly giveaway question from social media. This one is uh, from Rocky Art. And if you want to get one of your own, be sure to go follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, Facebook, and what's the other one? Tumblr. And Tumblr to uh, possibly get a giveaway question of your own. My question is revolving around the secret Freedom Fighters. Out of all the secondary groups, they were definitely my favorite. From the characters with different backgrounds to their mission of being the silent heroes. Sweeney and Kyle, if you had to create another story with this team, what would you make them do, and what would be the dynamic that the team would have in their off-work time? P.S. Larry and Silver are best friends.
0: Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is an excellent question, and it was something I was kind of worried about uh, at their inception because they're entire deal was basically to counter King Nagas. And once that was resolved, what do you do? Like the good guys would be in control again. It doesn't really make sense to have counter operatives against the government when they support that government, they'd just be another good guy team. So, their fate was kind of a up in the air. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it because we hadn't finished off Nagus yet. yet. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> what we would have done with them. I think there was kind of an idea of a somewhat rotating roster. Like silver couldn't stay on the team the entire time. He's a game character. He would be needed for adaptations and other utilization. Uh, Elias, Wasn't going to stay on the team. He would be back in an official role, not to get too much into Lost Hedgehog Tales yet. Lita and Lyko, I don't remember precisely if they were going to stay or if they would kind of have their fun and go back to the wolf pack. I figured Larry and Shard would stick around, though, because Shard needs to keep a low profile, what with being a killer Sonic robot, and Larry, (laughs) uh, honestly, it's the only place where he's been, you know, effective, you can't send them out in the world. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that might have been a storyline right there. Is you know the team kind of figuring out who's staying, who's going, why, what is their dynamic once they come back together? But
1: uh, yeah. I, I don't know where we would have gone with them. Uh, I miss Shard. Yeah. And I miss Larry. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Elias. Yeah. You know. He was one of the good ones, you know. Y- you uh, redeemed a lot of characters, but you know, he—he was—he was a good one. Ghost tried to approach me, and they got Larry. Wait, hold <laughs> on, that's not it. <laughs> we got a question from Morliss. We saw in the Metal Virus arc that Sonic and Silver destroyed the virus by sending it into the sun. If Blaze had been infected by the virus, would she have been able to cure herself by burning it out of her body? If not, would she have been able to significantly slow the progress of the virus, much like Sonic Speed did for him? I don't know, because we
0: never thought about that. We never investigated it. Um those make enough sense. And I guess it would be kinda neat to have Blaze step up since she would actually be able to cure herself, whereas Sonic could not. But again, her firepowers would be disastrous for the actual Zombots, which is the whole reason we didn't include her in the first place. So Uh, i chalk it up to maybe and that's a fun fanfic prompt for you guys go nuts
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. blaze would uh not realize what she was doing and maybe accidentally uh take out a few zombots accidentally permanently yeah brutal want that baggage brutal brutal no this one's from Mixiger 17 so we know that mobians can wag their tails when excited or happy Whether that's unconscious on their part is a different story. My question is, since Serge has one of those cleft-slash-tough tails, if hers was to wag, would both halves move at the same time, vaguely making it look like she has butterfly flapping its wings for a tail? Or would it be more like how dogs with stubby tails just have an in-general wiggle in that whole area when they got a wag? And follow-up, would it start sparking if she was either excited enough or it got going fast enough?
0: Uh, the wag itself comes from the bone and the muscle. So for it to flap like a butterfly, that would mean she would need like actual split vertebrae in there and mus- musculature, which you know. So it would be more like a docked tail. I imagine one singular waggle.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. Would it spark? I mean, if it would enable her to hurt somebody, she'd find a way I imagine. Yeah. 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 She'd figure it out. Like, like, she's somehow restrained by all four limbs, so she just waggles until she can shoot lightning at her butt. That tracks for me.
1: There you go. Here's a question from Noni. So, I had another question. Are the Chaos Emeralds and them being powered by negative feelings and positive feelings two different forces you can harness still a thing that's canon? Or has that been discontinued?
0: I I assume it's still part of the lore. It just
1: it hasn't been addressed lately. All right. And here's one from Nenemiun you answered a few body swap questions already. Now how about a force, Sonic and Shadow? How do they react? What do they do? Just how much will Sonic torment Shadow?
0: I uh, I think Shadow's going to be annoyed. And now he's got to focus on a completely different running style. He's used to speed skating. Now he has to actually, you know, run. Move his legs. Ugh. You know, people are always so open and friendly and approachable with Sonic, and that's just not his style. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic is going to be bemused, trifle annoyed that he's gotta skate instead of run. That feels weird. How do you even run in these shoes? They're so clunky. Yeah. But uh I don't imagine he'd torment Shadow that much. Tease a little, sure.
1: Annoy. But he'll let it be until they're swapped back. I mean, that's just a Tuesday for Sonic and Shadow anyway. <laughs> like what, what what's the difference? <laughs> Would Sonic imagine as Shadow Sonic- just take off the inhibitor rings <laughs> for fun?
0: <laughs> I imagine Sonic just scratching at his arms and chest. Why do you not shave? This is awful. <laughs>
1: Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, next question. This one is from Pacifist Cowboy. Is SBO jealous that Charmy Tarmie... is SBO jealous that Charmy looks up to Shadow instead of him?
0: Of course not. So why would he be jealous? He's not jealous. He's not the jealous type. Hey, Charmy, you want to see him do all this cool ninjutsu stuff?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're boring, and I live with you. <laughs> You're not cool. SBO's Ninjealous. Oh. (laughs) Here's one from a rabbit haver. Hey, guys. I was wondering if we could maybe get some clarification on Silver's whole deal. His Fast Friends Forever bio brought up some interesting questions. It's very clear that he doesn't remember the events of 06, but does he remember growing up in a ruined timeline? He's had several lines in the comics that lead me to believe this is the case. So if he does, how does he, like, rationalize any of it? How did the timeline change look from his perspective? If he does remember growing up in an Apocalypse, is he the only one who remembers that timeline? If so, being the only one who remembers must make him feel even more isolated in his own time. We don't know, really. That side
0: of him has not been cle- clearly illustrated in any media. So I would say let's wait until that is actually just like point blank addressed before in, in some other official media rather than me speculating here.
1: Alrighty. Will it ever be addressed? God, I hope so. <laughs> me too. All right. We've got a question from rock in Archie Sonic. Why did bunny's uncle Beauregard have a distaste for the De Coulette family? If I remember correctly, this was never explored. Did you plan to explain this at some point?
0: Yeah, I figured at some point, mostly the, Rebo family was
1: anti-monarchy, and the Dicklets were pro-monarchy. That's pretty convenient. Pretty convenient explanation, at least. Here's one from Sam Cybercat. Ian, I always love when you do your Silver impressions on the show, so it got me curious. Is Silver a character you'd be willing to do a character-voiced episode for, or would doing that impression for too long kill your voice? I
0: think it's manageable. When we do the character guest spots... uh we always do those with a lot of prep yes if need be i can take time off and you know pick up a session leader so yeah i think it's all right well i don't know if it's worth it but i mean hey
1: if that's what you want (laughs) well uh ian someone's already paid for it so well all right you you better be (laughs) you better be ready Uh, they are currently in the question gathering phase but they have in fact already paid for it so it's on our list <laughs> the future has been written <laughs> it's true here's one from Samantha star when more than one hedgehog goes super at the same time is there a limit to how far they can go away from each other before something breaks like, can Supersonic just leave Super Shadow behind on Earth so he can fly to Jupiter to get more stupider? <laughs> Assuming he stops at Saturn to top up his rings along the way. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't read this entire question, so that got me. <laughs> that one. <laughs> fly to Jupiter to get more stupider. <laughs> amazing thank you sam
0: (laughs) if it's sonic granting the super state that's one thing maybe if they're just going super off the emeralds themselves i would imagine they're independent like they've each transformed they are their own battery question mark but sonic granting the super state which he's done twice now is kind of weird and i don't know how that really works
1: yeah, either way, it's now canon that Sonic flew to Jupiter and got more stupider, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing because he's already pretty dumb. I mean, <laughs> here's one from Scurvy Pirate Dog. How many Sonics does it take to screw in a light bulb? Depends. Is it pre Jupiter or post Jupiter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it only takes one
1: to screw it up. Oh,
0: <laughs> Damn. I miss when really shadow-, shadow. I imagine you just hold it up, and since the world revolves around you, it goes in that way. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So we're just kind of blinking. What's a light bulb?
1: Damn it. He knows what a light bulb is. <laughs> he's not that dumb. He didn't go to Jupiter. See, he's oh, fine. Those are the
0: things that used to use that thing. What was it called? Electricity.
1: Yes. <laughs> dear silver do you understand cooking food <laughs> sure first you get the
0: oil drum full of fire and then you grab whatever's possibly protein based and
1: throw it in there delicious <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> oh no that's breath of the wild cooking yeah <laughs> Sunblister 16 has a question. Starline's Isekai adventures continue with him being sent to the world of Avatar the Last Airbender to work under each of the three royal firebenders. Book 1 Zuko, Fire Lord Ozai, and Princess Azula. How does he interact and work with each of them? What does he think of Zuko in particular? And how long before he gets torched into the next plush?
0: <laughs> now, if he's working under Book 1 Zuko, he appreciates his drive his just ferocious dedication to hunting down this small child that's the hope of the world and beating him into submission and bringing him back a plus loves it 100% behind it this iro guy not quite sure he likes the chill vibe off of him but hey you know you work with what you got uh with azula he's living on borrowed time <laughs> azula would just light him up just like, for fun <laughs> yeah he might think he's playing her but he, she's playing him has been from the start <laughs> I mean, you don't mess he's with only, azula yeah he's only around as long as he amuses her yeah and ozai i don't know if he'd like ozai at least most of the series ozai because he is so grim and reserved it's not until like the end when he kind of goes full super villain would that kind to of tick the box, but I think he would just intimidate Starline. Like, he can't schmooze. He can't supplicate enough. He can't get a reaction. It's, do your job or get out of sight. That's just, that's not his style. He needs someone with some
1: vavoom.
0: Ah, that Azula, though. She knows how to carry a presence. He'll follow her right off the deck of a ship.
1: <laughs> He'll follow her right into an oven, become a delicious roasted duck. For the holidays? <laughs> Here's one from Steph Cube. We already saw that Prime Sonic really likes hugs. He even hugged Shadow. That's already too much. My question is, how would Blaze, Tangle, and Whisper react if Prime Sonic ran to give them a hug the same way he hugged Nine after defeating Chaos Sonic? And I'm not referring to a group hug, but to how each one of them would react. I'm asking just for fun and curiosity, so don't take it too seriously.
0: With Blaze, she, she likes her personal space. I mean she trusts Sonic. They are close, but that kind of sudden close contact would be a little off-putting. She'd adjust, but the initial reaction would kind of be like, Yuck. Okay. You're 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 happy. I get that's nice. We're done now." Tangle's <laughs> going to like hug him back. We're talking full tail wrap. Hug fest 9000. <laughs> Whisper kind of similar to Blaze doesn't like the close personal contact and it would be fairly close to one of her early interactions with tangle you know just boom hug and then just very politely but sternly push him away with a variable wisp on full arm length just
1: nope none of that over there you go Friendly wave is sufficient you go over there and stay there forever (laughs) or i will murder you (laughs) here's a question from the oddly roger I was reminded of a possible reference to the Mighty Boosh in the Archie Sonic comic encyclopedia a little while ago. Are either of you fans of the show? If so, can we get a little discussion about your favorite parts? And if not, I guess enjoy the five bucks for coffee or something. (laughs) Convenient. I don't think I've ever heard of this. The Mighty Boosh. I have heard of it, but that's about it. Let me do a quick Google. The Mighty Boosh. But I am not familiar.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what this is. It is possible that somebody else referenced it. I found that reference entertaining and recycled it there somewhere in the encyclopedia. I'd have to see the quote to know for sure if it was an intentional reference or not. But if it was a reference, it was accidental.
1: I've heard of it, but that's about as far as my knowledge on what The Mighty Boosh even is ends. Here's one from True Cosmic Digi. Hey Ian and Kale, if you were to make a Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi game, what kind of story would it be?
0: Is Paper Mario allowed to have a story
1: anymore? Mm, is Paper Mario allowed anymore? Oh, they still
0: make them. Just they're hollow cutouts of what could have been. <laughs> uh, and it's been. A- I only played the first Mario and Luigi. Come to think of it, but I mean, it's Mario. So assuming a Mario RPG of some kind kind of spoiled for choice the sky's the limit like it is the most fanciful of fantasy worlds anything can happen like who saw the x-knots coming (laughs) with the thousand year door completely out of left field i love the x-knots they're great and just but it's not something you would immediately think of with mario and you you can make up any magical MacGuffin to start the plot that's what they do every game more or less (sighs) ah
1: I don't know what the story would be because you could do anything. That's the great thing about Mario and Luigi or Paper Mario games. So, I mean, I, I I don't know. I would like to play it, whatever it is. Actually, I should probably actually play through a Mario and Luigi game one of these days myself. So, I no, know, I c- I've, I've played some Paper Mario and Mario RPG, but not Mario and Luigi, so...
0: Now, Paper Mario, I'm kind of torn because I really do like the recruitable enemy buddies, you know, with their each little story and their gimmick, their fun. But I also really liked having Bowser, Peach, and Luigi as the party, you know, actually explore the Mario cast and play them again. Yeah. After so long. Well, now that we just had the remaster come out, why not have a revival tour? Gino and Mallow come back.
1: <laughs>
0: there you go. I mean,. Mario RPG was kind of rhythm-based. That would fit with the Paper Mario model easily enough. Well, Bring I mean, them back. Send them back to Star Road. Smithy's Revenge. Yeah, let's be completely un- unoriginal. <laughs> tread that old ground.
1: Paper Mario. That's new and shiny again. <laughs> well, Paper Mario is the uh, spiritual successor to the Mario RPG, so that would be why the gameplay style is similar. So.
0: Yeah, but Geno appeared in Mario and Luigi.
1: Yeah, well... They're both kind of spiritual successors of Mario RPG, to be fair. But,
0: you know, I think really the answer is we just need more
1: Geno. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. We just need a Geno game mm-hmm. with all Geno, all Genos. Mm-hmm. Every, Go every, the every character is Geno. The villains, Gino. Every party member is Geno. They're all Geno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's Twilord with a question. You implied a while back that Harold likes celery and discussed his cranberry jacuzzi. What fruit or veg or style of preparation or dish for them does he dislike? If there is any. Eggplant. <laughs> Some irony. Doesn't like it, doesn't trust it. Is it a fruit? Is it a plant?
0: Doesn't know, doesn't care. Don't don't come near him. <laughs> Get that out of here.
1: That's also why he doesn't trust Eggman. Is he an egg? Is he a man? He needs to decide. <laughs> and our last question is from Pedanticat ian can you sing this is the thanks i get from disney wish
0: i am sincerely sorry Cat, but no uh as in quite literally i cannot sing it uh before this recording i tried for about an hour and it was disastrous (laughs) i i cannot do that kind of spoken word well at all let alone transition from that into lyrical and then back to spoken word it's just something i cannot do i my lips are not limber enough i cannot physically do it i am unable to perform as you desired and i do apologize
1: this is the thanks i get from you ian not being able to fulfill poor but cat's final request i know i cannot grant his wish no nope. <laughs> Also, why is this his final request i don't know <laughs> maybe it's because it's the oh. end of the show
0: ah well I guess that makes sense in that case thank you to everyone who submits their question and supports us via patreon.com slash bumblecast ko slash bumblecast and our youtube members be good to yourselves be good to each other and we will see you next time on the bumblecast
1: time for me to go edit out all the awkward pauses
0: so long 20 minutes of copy
1: <laughs> you know sometimes yeah <laughs> they're it's pretty funny when uh i run the truncate silence effect in audacity and like 10 minutes get shaved off <laughs> it's like well <laughs> sounds about right battle royale rick sanchez variant c137 versus every american of dr ivo eggman robotnik in the known multiverse huh you said every american Every American Ivo Robotnik. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oops. Robotnik is a real American. Fights for the right of every man. We <laughs> Except, no, he doesn't. He only fights for the right of himself. All right. Anyway, how are you doing? Tired. Yeah. That's why I went yeah. to sleep. It's been a
0: week. You know that 1010 comic strip? It's been, a week, been Katz, a week. It's only Wednesday.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, That that's incredibly <laughs> authentic. You are at least the second person to reference that today. Uh. That I've seen. <laughs> Around here. I was reminded of a possible reference to the Mighty Boosh in the Archie Sonic comic. And it's like the speedy... Uh, Oh, sorry. the encyclopedia is a different thing. This one comes from Buttered Noodles. Kyle, have you collected all the... Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. He's read it wrong. Yep. Kyle... You've been listening to The Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumbleking Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda-Snyder. Remixed intro by T. Lopes. Find out more information along with podcast feeder links, mp3 downloads, and more at bumbleking.com and kngi.org.
0: Shall we try to knock some stuff out?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was knocked out, (laughs) so yeah, might as well knock some other things out while we're at it.